I can't hear you yawning upstairs. <laughs> wow, that's that's next level. I gotta find a better pick because one of my first ones kind of a joke. I might do a little bit of a bit on here, guys. All oh, right, I'm looking. You're gonna do a oh, bit. <laughs> Stand back. Famous for not little, doing bits, Cam. Little bit. I never or do big a bit. Bit. It's gonna be a little bit, I think. Give a little bit. It's gonna take a little bit. <laughs> do a little bit for your friends. <laughs> I kind of want to open with that. That's pretty good. <laughs> wow. It's not gonna be quick. Soft it's gonna be Forty-five ice cream. minutes. Okay. No, keep it. No, up. Leave, no, yeah, leave the space. No. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> damn it. Um, uh, I'm gonna clap myself just so that I remember this. Hello and welcome, everyone. To please don't listen to this. Your life depends on it. Where we do something different every single week. Where we record for half an hour before doing anything of value. <laughs> now, um, I would like to say that this episode comes to us. Uh, about Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, an indie comic from 1997 by uh, Invader Zim creator whose uh, name has never been said out loud correctly, Yonan Vasquez. Now, um, to introduce this, uh, our first segment's going to be a little different. We are going to be making a scale of edginess because it really ties right into our second segment topic. And so, you, in that vein, I am going to be introducing some of the edgy stars of our edgy tier list uh, with my co-hosts. Now, uh, to start, we have Shadow the Hedgehog Funko Pop, Seb. Yeah, that's me. I'm totally funky and I'm Shadow. Um, Her eyes are huge. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. She is the <laughs> ultimate life form. I'm the ultimate life form. Let me oh, show yeah. you my true power. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is pretty good. That was good. We have, uh, Reluctant participant, uh, transparent image of Reaper, Alex. <laughs> That's me. Die, die, Wild die. Title. <laughs> That's him already. <laughs> He's always saying that. He's yeah. always saying that. Oh, we have. Oh, I forgot one an inclusion. We have oh, dead-eyed image of Sasuke, Cam. <laughs> That's right. You can barely see any of my facial features because of the image sharing, but. And I am not particularly fond of anyone of my teammates and my colleagues. <laughs> that's actually legitimately. That's a pretty good Sasuke impression, I gotta say. Um, and no, you, you uh, gotta go like this with your hands in front of your face. <laughs> that's the yeah. Gendo special. I can do Genko really well with this video call setup. And I am your host, marketable Meta Knight plushie, Nick. Now, um, Are you... we have a scale set up. Uh, it's very simple, up and down, good or bad. And then left and right is the important stuff, which is all the way to the right being out of the edge and all the way to the left being soft serve ice cream. They got no edges on them. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to say what our working definition of edginess is. Edginess is like a feeling that a character or work gives you. It's like the impression of trying to be hard, but not specifically hard, as in, like, I don't care about anything. It's more like, I'm going to kill everyone around me, and also, I don't care. Like, 
I you could not right. get me to care, and also all I care about is like killing Extremely... or being the most powerful or yeah. any yeah. of that kind of stuff. Very it's aloof the, and cool. The right. most child, the most childish thing to be. Absolutely. Uh, now, typically goes in styles of black and red. And if you like any of these characters, I'm just gonna say right now, that's not bad. Like yeah, this one, is one this or is... two of these characters are good. Yeah, it's well, I mean, like if you like them, it doesn't make you like bad or anything. It's this is just how we perceive them, and uh, I think we're gonna have a little bit of fun with this. So, uh, Cam, you got a, uh, a placement you want to make to start us off? Um. Let's see. I wanted to go with one that it's. I, we should start with a a real, like we got to establish a baseline, right? Right. Okay. So I'm gonna throw. We have a picture of Evil Ryu on here. Yes. Evil Ryu, if you don't know, is uh, Ryu who has embraced the Satsu Inohado, which is killing the evil killing, <laughs> killing intent right. that is inside him, and Akuma wants him to embrace this because it'll make him stronger, but he'll lose his humanity. So this is the version of Ryu in the Street Fighter games who has embraced that and has a big hole in his chest. Right. And he's literally called Evil Ryu. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get any more than that. So I want to, I don't know, I'm thinking, he's, he's, I think he's, he's, on, he's, he's definitely on the right side. I don't know about good I like character. He's, good. he's corny I, I think... as hell. He's better than Violent Ken. That's true. <laughs> that's, is and that you know, what he's you actually the called? That's, oh, I should have fucking put Yuri on here. <laughs> oh, oh well. yeah. Next but time. But I'm gonna give him a, a demotion because they they gave him darker skin to show that he's evil, and that's always problematic. Well, they just want him so. to look more like Akuma, who is black, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. not dive uh, in. Let's all put him below the line. He's outside more because he's evil. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have a house. I think he's, I think right? he's below the line. Yeah. And so. a little closer to out the edge, if that's uh, okay. Yeah. This Our listeners right. can't that's see this. For you, Ryu. Uh, Alex, we're, we're so he's in quadrant four. Yeah. Yes, he's in. Yes. We will post this image on our uh, on our channels after this, probably with if you, and if you're uh, looking at the image before the episode goes up, you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, which exactly. will make it very funny. Um, so, uh, uh, Alex, you have a pitch for me. Um, which, where are these can you can you scroll going? down so I can see the photos? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, let's get uh, let's get. Uh, let's get Shadow the Hedgehog. Not a good option. Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah, he's, he's not a good one. He's definitely below the line. Bad. Um, not too far. What does, he has a gun, but he shoots a lot of humans. He's, I yeah, guess, he's very so that's pretty edgy. childish edgy. I don't think it's as mm -hmm. serious as some of the other guys on this yeah. list. I think we can put him to the left of Evil Ryu, but I don't. I, I think we might need to move them both to the right a little bit. Just really? so we have room. See, I, I think, yeah, there, I think, I think that, there might um, be something on the edge side that might be more I mean, how the edge Shadow. comes from Shadow the Hedgehog's box art. Right. So but he's got to be in... making fun of the attempt of it to be edgy. And the, and the I know. They give him However. <laughs> we can shuffle this around. We can we can litigate yeah, yeah, it once yeah, we yeah. get some more stuff on here. Uh, you want to go next, Seb? Yeah. yeah Seb, um, you got a, you uh, gave us a lot of this list, so I think that... Um, yeah, I'm going to put him go. slightly above Evil Ryu. I think Evil, Evil, in a weird way, Evil Ryu is more corny what? than Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, okay. let, let, uh, scroll down, Nick, a little bit. They are just both dark versions of a um, character. All right. Yeah. Since I know her best, let's do Sylvanas Windrunner. Okay. I have played Warcraft 3 as well, so I, I will be able to 
However, you have not seen her treatment in World of Warcraft, which is very bad right now. She's the main villain in World of Warcraft right now. Oh, oh, all right. So she goes, like, she goes all the way. Yeah, she goes bad. Instead of being, from going, she goes from a good character to a bad character. Okay, she's doing 5D chess right now. Nobody knows why. And she doesn't give a fuck about the Horde. She doesn't give a fuck about, like, the people of Lordaeron or the Undead. So what I'm hearing is that she's definitely below the line. Oh, she's extremely, yeah, she's bad as much as how, I wish she was, and she's like, very, very edgy. She made... Are we talking like Omnicidal Maniac levels or what? Oh, yeah. Okay, so at this point in the story, she has made a pact with the Jailer of Death, who oh, decides right, where everybody goes. I'm just, just going to put her down here. All the way to there right now. Nick went all so... the way to bad and edgy. <laughs> the far corner. Oh, right. uh, they did her wrong. Alright, uh, Nick, um, Nick, do you want to put one up? Now, I feel like you guys don't know enough to weigh in on this character, so I'm going to place them. Now, Spawn, right? Spawn yeah. is, yeah. to me, he is the the perfect example of edginess in that I, I, something that is a part of a lot of these characters uh, that I have. Going a little high there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just moving him around right now. That's not where I'm putting Ooh. him. Um, Spawn is, uh, he's very, they gave him like an unnecessarily tragic backstory, which is something that happens to a lot of characters that are edgy because mm-hmm. uh, almost all these characters is like, well, how, how can we make the, the audience like them while still making them do shitty, violent things? It's like, well, what if they were hurt once ever? And Spawn gets hurt a lot. Spawn is very dead. Spawn's, Poor baby. Uh, Spawn's wife well, is cheating on him with his best friend, who is also his arch enemy. Uh, and um, and they're wow, all yeah. What? Spawn's got some his shit. Wife going is on. cheating on him. Now, I, well, I, I mean, not cheating that. on him because he is dead. So like, that's not so bad. But like, I believe after we've he talked dies, about this yeah. on on a previous episode, but he right. also has the power to go directly to hell. Correct? That's true. Yes. Yeah, he does have the and power wait. to go directly to hell. I'm moving Can he collect twenty dollars? Can he? Talk that's a lot to the right. Can talk to bugs. <laughs> That's <He's>... right. <laughs> Can he eat bugs? So stupid. Was that in one of our, our uh, polls yes, he we does. did? He has done it before. Yes, that <laughs> yeah, was in, that our, was in uh, our our com- our buying comics one. I think that I think that spawns like right here. He's okay, not exactly so he's good. right he's on neutral. top of the line between good and bad, but very yeah. far over into out, out the, edge. the edge. Like the yes. thing that does keeps him from being put further is that he's not actually evil. He's just edgy. Like, I feel like yes. to get to the far wall on the right, you have to literally be threatening to kill everyone. Like, you're, you're, you're Oh, just... move Sylvanas over a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right for, in the corner for our listeners. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's for our off listeners, the graph. No one has made it above the line of a good character yet. Right. Uh, I think there, there are characters the on this list that will make it there. We have not. Death is a good yet, character. Though. Um, All right, Nick, would you like to... be terrible I, I just, character. I just oh, want to spawn. Um, so, uh, oh, so, Cam, you're up next. Um, I'll go Michael Myers. Michael Myers. I'd like to be the authority on this. Michael Myers from Halloween. He, that's right, for uh, for our listeners. He, uh, not yes, the actor. Not, not <laughs> or, the actor or for some Myers. reason, Kobe Bryant, who came up when we searched this. Yeah, he claimed after a game he was the black Michael Myers because he can't be stopped. <laughs> what an but odd that's thing another, to claim. <laughs> what an odd thing to say. That's very strange. Um, but that's a whole other podcast. Right. So I think he is a very good character, but for because he has such little depth, I'd maybe put him above the line, but 
I wouldn't say he's that edgy. I'd say he's maybe a little below Shadow. I mean, even. I yeah, might even put I think him right a lot middle. of these characters take it farther than simply killing people. I right. think Mark right. Myers just, is tame mm-hmm. by comparison. A, a character being a serial killer, weirdly enough, is not good enough to put them very far on this <laughs> list. You have to he's also not... act a certain way about it. I think yeah. the other characters we've placed so far are acting edgy for the benefit of being edgy, but Michael mm-hmm. Myers is not... Yeah, he's not trying way. to be he's that not concerned he with is. that. It's not a pretension yeah. for him. Right. But he doesn't talk. He only uses knives and he tilts his head like that to do the stupid uh, <laughs> horror trope when he kills someone. What so, do you guys right. think about Buckethead? Uh, really good movies, but uh, I'm putting him right in the middle, yeah. Okay. He's right in the middle uh, of, of hmm. above the line of good. Um, uh, Alex, where are we? Uh, I think we got to get Reaper on here. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have Reaper from Overwatch. Oh, the, actually, this transparent image is great. I, I, I oh, he works really just well. how nice this would be. Yeah. Uh, all right, so he, Alex, like, fades into him? the black. I think he's pretty pretty much on the bottom for bad character, I think. He's rough, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it is just the design. Like, I don't, he, like, we have talked about how Overwatch doesn't really do lore very well at all. Uh, but he also has a fucking tragic backstory, except it's also yes. a military thing. Weirdly yes. enough, his backstory is almost exactly Spawn's, but worse, which is weird thing <laughs> for me to say out loud because Spawn's not isn't good. Like it's Blizzard has yeah. never been known for their originality. I think if Does we, if we move him a teammates? little bit far to, far to the right, I want to put him in the middle of the edge zone. I think because yeah. it's just the design. I, really, I think he's got to go higher than that. I think he's close to Warcraft Lady. Oh, all right. So, uh, well, yeah, we'll bring him over a little bit more. As yeah. in, pretty high. Forest. He's he's literally in dressed Latin. as a. His name is Reaper. All right. He's yeah. dressed I, in all I would black. like to say that the characters closest to the bottom right of badness and edginess are both Blizzard characters. <laughs> yeah, because Blizzard writing is bad. <laughs> yeah, we're we're noticing a little bit of a pattern here. All right. Um. So, Seth, Says you're up me. next. Who, are, who um, else are we placing on this list? All right. Let scale? me put. Undo death. Okay. Yes. Okay, death, death from Sandman. Death is, like, closer to soft serve ice cream. Yeah, yes, good up, character. Um, I don't know much about Mike, Michael Myers, but I'd put her over him. I, I also would. Michael Myers yeah. does, is, is great visually and has is in some good movies, but he's not necessarily a super well-written character. Not that he needs to be. I think... Yeah. She's really well-written. I think written. he's... He's well written in the fact that he's not written. A lot of these right. bad characters mm. have crazy backstories. Well, yeah, they're super overwritten. Yeah, I feel like de- death is, like subtly written like she she's got a couple of her own stories that have been written but she's never overdone this is um, from the sandman so comics yeah yes. she is the personification um, of death from the sandman universe yeah and of she course she looks cute, like for, a goth character yeah, cute, but for she's, our listeners she is a cute goth girl with a necklace that looks like an ankh wearing a leather jacket uh and she is drawn very well i'll just i'll yeah, just imagine she's very that good somehow. she's actually really good she's very chill actually she's not like super angsty or anything but a lot of angsty um girls who like edgy things <laughs> well yeah this is uh, my goth like gf that's that's yeah the that's yeah. that's the big booby goth gf even though she doesn't have very big yeah boobies honestly i'm gonna move her even further to the left yeah i think she's like... in the middle of soft serve ice cream i think her powers over death just kind oh, yeah, of i think squarely in the middle of that top left yeah there we yeah, go. yeah like right yeah. there yeah, she's very. Yeah, that's good. All right. Uh, so good. I'm up next, and I gotta do another one that I feel like I, I'm uh, one of the only people who has the kind of. Well, actually, Seb can weigh in on this. Uh, What's so up? Seb, you've read plenty of Berserk, right? So yes. So you and I have both read some Berserk. Right. Now Guts. Guts good character. Is the hero of, of yes. All right. I'm gonna put him above the line immediately. Uh, okay. He is the good guy. I say in heavy quotes because he's not mm-hmm. like he's not 
good guy. Like he's not a nice person. It's just that his if he <laughs> just succeeds, because you are a bad guy does right, not mean you are a bad guy. Right. If he succeeds, then it will be good for the world. But he is not necessarily concerned with saving the world. And all yeah. of his abilities, every time he's they're like, just oh, mad. this is a special thing that Guts can do, it's always, like, the most horrifying thing. Like, well, he can break all of his bones to swing his sword around slightly faster. It's like, does that, is that good? Like, yeah. do I, where do I um, want that? But, but like Michael like Myers, kills him. yeah, he's not being edgy for the sake of being edgy. However, he's extremely edgy. He's being right. edgy so I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't put him, him all little, the way I'm over. I'm going to put him farther. I'm going to put him, like, wow. right here. He's above. <laughs> okay. He's a he's, uh he's not as good of a character as as Death I'd say, but no. um he fits his story well. He is both edgier and better written than Spawn, uh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, and uh, while not I wouldn't put him right at the top at the top right. I feel like there's another there's more that could yeah. go there. Uh, there's still more dire- in a space to go because you know, uh, Guts is all about. He's got the biggest sword. He's got he's killing demons. He's mad that uh, he's mad that somebody summoned a bunch of demons and uh, you he's know. He's mad at Griffith. Some... Fuck you, yep. Griffith. Fuck you, Griffith, indeed. Uh, and like weirdly enough, if the main bad guy of uh, Berserk was on this list, he would I would have no idea where to place him because he's not. Like, yeah. His aesthetics are not edgy. He does some absolutely horrible shit and like cavorts around with demons, but he's not really edgy. You know? Yeah, and everybody thinks he's, he's like the, the prince of fucking yeah. light in heaven or something. Yeah. Um, it's a it's right. an interesting. His, uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's let's different. move on yeah, from yeah. the berserk okay, cast here. So uh, yeah, we'll move on from the berserk cast. Uh, Cam, you're up next, I believe. So, oh, am I? Yes. Uh, we still got a couple characters here. We still have uh, Angry Eyes Kirby. If you want to slam dunk that one in, uh, <laughs> I think we should yeah. pick up the pace just a little bit if we can. Right. Okay. We uh, have a let's lot more do Heath Ledger Joker. All right, Heath Ledger Joker. Where are we putting him? I, th- I think he's a very he's very safely er, above the line. I think he's a little line, bit above Michael Myers, but um, like in between uh, Spawn and Berserk guy. His name is Gotsu. for edginess. <laughs> Don't be that because way, he <laughs> he his whole thing is like like you know I don't want to explain. He Dark just wanna, wants everyone, to watch but... the world burn. Right, he's no, like no, everyone. Make, make it so it gets into Gus real. Looks like he's eating him. The listeners can see that. Don't worry about it. Um, Yeah, he's saying that everyone. It's a lot of what we'll get into with um, Johnny the Homicidomaniac. He's like, oh, everyone is bad, and that really irks me. I like the thing he says about the soldiers, and I kind of wish that they had more to do with that ever. Where he's like, oh no, no, blow up a bus (laughs) full of soldiers. Everyone's fine. But I say I'm going to blow up a yeah. hospital, and everybody loses their minds. Like, it's, loses like, okay. mind. it's like, obviously, there's a you know a difference there, but he's not like, oh, you guys care too much. Care. I like, like it when he dresses much. up like the nurse. That's good, too. Uh, I actually I'm, I'm really like I'm going to move part. him a little bit to the left because of that, actually. Because he has some... <laughs> he, yeah, you he can't be a nurse and he be has, edgy. He has some levity to him, you know? Yeah, he does burn like, all the money, He's kind of funny. He's pretty good. You think he's kind of... He does make yeah. jokes. Yeah. Let's move on. Go ahead. Yeah. I like that. That's a good spot. Um, okay, honestly, I think Bat- I think Dark Knight Batman is more edgy than yeah. I, than, um, the than other Joker. edgy list, the the other edgy no, list template had Batman on it, and I kind of wish I had put him on here. But if you burn a pile of money in the movie to make a statement, then you're going higher than Batman. All right, so uh, Alex, you're up next. Who do we got? Have you played uh, MF8? Do you know where to put Squall? Uh, he it looks shitty, so we can put him on here. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about his character really. Just put it about bad middle. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, he has yeah, a gun Robert. sword, and he's got like a fur-lined jacket. This is like design like a, alone. An basically. anime loser. Yeah. I would like um, to specify for any RPG heads in the audience that none of us have played Final Fantasy VIII, but we decided that Squall had to be on here anyway. This yeah, is basically a gun sword. He has only to be. his design. He has a gun sword. He has a no, does, does he have the, enough belts to be that far in the bad scale? He has a lot of belts. I don't it's, know. He doesn't yeah. belt skirt. Though. It's a it's a JRPG design. They're most yeah. of them. Can we are, get right. can, We can be bad. Um, yeah. Speaking of JRPG uh, designs, can we get Sephiroth on there? Yes. Now uh, this is. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it cut off that way. That's so funny. <laughs> um, the, the it's really just Sephiroth's Sephiroth sword now. Uh, cuts off the actual demon wing that he has. Now, I'd yeah, because like we got the Kingdom Hearts the, design. Yeah, and the Kingdom Hearts version is a little different. The the FF7 version is not has, honestly that edgy. Sephiroth has a sword that extends beyond the frame of half of the photos we found of him. <laughs> yeah. That alone gets you. Are we yeah, really I think we gotta get him over. I think between Evil um, Evil Ryu and Spawn? Yeah, I think that's about right. Mm. Um, King Hearts, King Hearts Sephiroth, I guess, is pretty low, honestly. It's uh, a childish edgy that isn't yeah. as hardcore as some of these other ones, I think. Yeah. So maybe he should be over more, like over towards soft serve. We, we don't yeah, really I have agree. too many people well, left of the line. He kills... Evil Ryo technically has never killed anyone. That's so. true. I'm going to put him right here about. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's killed... He's, he's, uh, he's, spoilers. Uh, he's he's more, killed that one lady. He's more evil... <laughs> Than evil, he's more edgy than evil Ryu. Not quite as edgy as uh, Spawn or Guts or Sylvanas. Uh, I, I don't want to extend this, but I, I must petition for Reaper to be moved to that corner because he is so on top edgy. of the other one, like uh, right, right there. Right. Sustained, There's sustained. He is right. absolutely uh, a Reaper yeah, is moved into the bottom he, right. He with can't Sylvanas. be on top of Sylvanas. Sylvanas is is li she literally shattered the sky so we could go into the Death Realm. <laughs> Okay. Right. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is that's literally what happened. He's uh yeah. All right. So um um, all right. So that was uh that was Alex. Right. So Seb, you're up next. All right. Let's do Jack Skellington. Oh yeah. This is gonna be. He's right. he's over here. He's soft serve. He's he's soft serve. He's, he's, <laughs> he's a good character. No, um, raise him up. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah he's a little higher. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if he's is he as the good most as death. Soft serve on this list. Well, I guess. Yeah. He's more soft serve. Yeah. We have out He's more soft serve death. Than death, but I don't think That's he'd true. be all. Yeah. He's literally in a Disney film, and he doesn't yeah. do anything even remotely morally um, ambiguous. Actually, he has a misunderstanding with a Santa. Film. I feel like he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. We've yeah. All been I think there. that's a good spot for him. <laughs> yeah. Right there. That's good. All right. Who's up next? Um, Was that you? Uh, yeah, that's so me. So I'm gonna Alex. do another one that uh, I've played DMC three. Uh, Virgil is. Virgil is a kid who thinks he is edgy and is really not. He does not get to go very far right. right. Uh, he's like, I need more power. And it might means everything. And, but he's not like talking about how great it is to kill people. He's just like, I want to be the strongest. It's, but he acts like he's the king of all, king shit of fuck mountain. Yeah. And like, to be fair, he does kill plenty of people. Which I feel like should move him somewhere past Shadow the Hedgehog, yeah, yeah, but not Shadow. very far. <laughs> yeah. Can we put him right on uh, top of I, I quite of... like him. I think that his characterization is well Man, done. Really? He's, he's like Michael Myers in that he is not overwritten. Like, he doesn't need yes. a lot, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, All right. That's yeah, I think spot. that I put him right over here. He's, uh, he's, above, he's on the good side. He's on the edgy side, but he's not super far into either direction. Uh, right, he's not called Evil Dante, uh, so he can't Mr. be as I high as I want to open up a portal to the demon realm. 
Uh, and then Dante's like, why? And he's like, mm, I want to be the strong. <laughs> mm, I want to be cool and strong. <laughs> I want to be cool and strong. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Cam, you're up again. We got we got a couple of slam dunks here if you want to. Uh, let's get Angry Eyes Kirby. Angry Eyes Kirby. Baby. So, definitely on top survival. Top left. All right, top Just left. Top yeah. left. <laughs> top left. Okay, that's good. Hard he's to argue with that, honestly. Uh, you want to wear Meta Knight 2 while we're here? Yeah. Uh, um, that's okay. So, for our listeners, top left is. The not the least edgy, but the most good. Yes. So good characterization wise. So right. if you don't know this yeah, on the Ker- American box Kirby art so for Kirby games, he always has angry eyes. He's not happy. Because they don't. But in the Japanese that... box art, he's happy. But it's the same cover art. So mm-hmm. we want to get him on there because he is edgier than his normal personification. Yeah. But... The the joke is um <laughs> that like it used to take forever to localize um Kirby games for America. And the joke was that they had to make him angry, and that's why it took <laughs> yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah, it took almost a okay. year for Planet Robobot to come to us. I'm like, oh, man, they're really drawing those angry eyebrows, huh? Um, but let's get Meta <laughs> This is a great picture of Meta Knight, by the way. Um, yeah, check, check, a, our, yeah. check our <laughs> Instagram <laughs> feed for this later. Uh, yeah, I think that, I think you had it right there. Right Middle, here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, about, I'd say so. Well, yeah, he's never killed anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they exploded into little stars. It's like, whatever, <laughs> dude. And if we're going to talk characterization, we're, we're going to start getting into Kirby right back at you, the uh, Fox Morning Show cartoon. So I don't, Fox I don't know Fox. if we really They're get like, into that. Okay, he's, um, the Facts he's a swordsman Facts and he's masked, so think Zorro. Give him a Spanish accent. Oh, I love his, his, suck his up voice. This I am Meta Knight. Meta Knight. Meta Knight. Have you ever met a knight like me? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, King but he's cool. Really my name is Metanite. You killed my father. <laughs> Bad to die. <laughs> okay, um, Cam. Uh, no, wait. Uh, Cam just did no, those. I just went so, uh, Alex, you're up next. You want to um, place uh, Light and... light and No, uh, no let's, get, uh, let's get Ryuko on there. Ryuko. Yeah. Uh, all uh, right. Who, yeah. Someone who literally uses blood to Abs- do all of her attacks. Yeah, absolutely a good I'm character. I'm staunchly against, against uh, her even being on here. Is she honestly. not soft serve? She's pretty... No. I, I, she's pretty like it's more Everything of a front about than her it is. Design is edgy, but she yes. herself is not. Yeah, I feel like I'd put I her. Think, I would honestly put her in line with Shadow, just because okay. I think it would be funny. I, that is funny. Like <laughs> they do have the same coloring. <laughs> yeah, right. They do have the same color scheme. So Ryuko from Ryuko from Kill a Kill. Right. I don't know if she's very edgy. So she uses no, okay. her own blood for it's a just the, it's the design I think. Yeah, it's the design. It's the it's the she black does have color a very scheme. Sharp it's the single bloody blade. stroke. It is it is uh, the fact that her outfit that makes her transform has to cut her wrists in order to yeah, that's true. activate. It's also that's alive and edgy. it has a has a mouth. Right. Yeah. It's alive. Has mouth. She eaten. fights using a, a red half of a scissor. Yeah, like that's yeah. her. Wet, like literally, all, that, literally all that shit is edgy. Okay, no. edge. all right, you've convinced me. All right, but it's You're not right. edgy in the way that the stuff further right of her is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. No way. Okay. <laughs> I love having. All right, we got a couple more here. So let's let's blast through these. Yeah, yeah. Take um, who's next? Uh, Seb, you're up. Um, I will do. You gotta do Johnny. So yeah, you want to do knee? Oh, I'll do knee. Well. Um. Or maybe that should be the last one we do. Yeah, I feel like, funny. yeah, she'd uh, be so a good segue. This thing. Um, I'll These do guys. Malice Miser. Malice Miser Wait, is explain. a Japanese visual K band popular in the mid-2000s. Um, I would put them more on soft serve because 
they, they just they give the appearance of edginess. They didn't like yeah. know, do anything. They're too a visual K band. They're not. I actually would really edgy. like. Uh, I should have put somebody like Rage Against the Machine on here. You know, somebody that people actually oh, dude, go. How dare you? Forgot you forgot to put the. You forgot to put my uh, Black Parade on here. I did, but don't worry. We uh, forgot a lot of things. So. Um, <laughs> so. No, I'm angry. Uh, I'm angry. We have to do the whole thing over. I will. Right, I will redo over. this later. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I actually kind of like their music, so I'd put them over good, but not too far. Um, oh, maybe on the line. middle there. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. fine. Are they yeah. softer? Has any of the members ever killed someone? <laughs> not that I'm aware, but I'm I'm not. Oh wait, a hold on. Does that mean I have to move Death fan. further to the right? Because she's technically killed a lot of people. She's killed yeah, but that's literally her job. everyone. Okay. She's yeah, no literally malice. killed I, everyone. No malice. Okay. It's uh, fine no. if you are following orders. Is all. What's what I'm gonna say is that. Uh, paradoxically, <laughs> Gact on his own is more edgy than the band. Yes. How did he that... get off there? <laughs> <laughs> one, one member of the band is more edgy than them as a collective. And the guy in the band. Uh, well, the I Why is he worse? Gact has a self-insert that gets into one of the Final Fantasy VII spinoffs. That's like, oh. it's him. It's literally him. And he asked them to do it because he wrote a song for the game. So uh, he, at what? the end of the game, Hikaru Yutada didn't have that. At the end of the game, his character, after being killed, grows demon wings and gets up. So I, I, I elect to put him further yeah, down yep. and more yeah, edgy yeah, yeah, than yeah, his yeah. band. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, now I am going to uh, also place... Um, I'm going to place Death Clock. Uh, Death okay. Clock yeah. is... They're Death good. Clock is too good. funny to put too far right. I feel like... I, feel like I, think, I think right above Michael Myers. Yeah, I think yeah, 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 they're good. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Very good. It's a funny show, yeah. yes, but they're yes. a metal band. Yeah, exactly. They give they give right. the aesthetics of it a good <clears throat> run. Uh, Death Clock um, the metal band is above Michael Myers in terms of good, but not any edgier than him. No. Yeah. Uh, um, if Michael Sasuke Myers was funnier, Light. he'd be higher. All right. Yeah, Sasuke so, and Light. Wait, so Sasuke okay. is soft serve ice cream and bad, right? <laughs> right. He's, he's <laughs> somewhere <laughs> over here. Yep. <laughs> Right, Gak yeah, is edgier than Sasuke somehow. I don't oh, know how absolutely. we did that. But... <laughs> absolutely. Um, I stand by it. Sasuke uh, think, is not edgy. Yeah. I think Look at Light that face. is somewhere in that bottom left, too. Yeah, know. but I think yeah. he's he's definitely edgier than Sasuke is. Because right, he actually... Right about here. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this Gekt guy that's edgier than both of these <laughs> He's a real Gakt person. guy is, is edgier than, like, killed a bunch oh, of people. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Mick was right. going through his tabs and I just got a big face full of the virtual photo we picked. <laughs> right, I All think right, we knee. should do knee, knee together. Right, um, right. So oh, he's extremely oh, edgy. Oh. Yeah, this is the main character from the webcomic we are covering today. Yes. It is not oh, a right. webcomic. He's not as bad as uh, Sylvanas Windrunner. The comic I on the web. He doesn't necessarily want to do what lower, he's doing. But he lower, lower. Yeah, bad. All the way on the bottom of the of bad, I think. No, no, I no think, way uh, he's as bad as a Blizzard-written character. No, oh, he's poking right he, above. Because he has, right like, at least a little bit of uh, depth to him. I think that's like, perfect. Tiny. There we go. He's, we he's go. poking out over right, Solana. let's save that image. That'll be on Twitter, or hopefully, or Instagram or something. Oh, it's going to be all over. I'm posting it tonight all so right. that people can stew so, this shit yeah, until If you Monday. guys want to see what we what we put together, um, check our Twitter post from last week. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the pre-taped talk show. If you want to talk about old people, you should have called last week. If you want to talk about pets, you should be calling this week, which is last week. Yeah, Here, let me show now. you. I'll pull out a tiny. Uh, also watch the pre-taped talk show sketch from uh, Mr. Show on YouTube. Yes. Um, okay, I think so... you, you have to download an image. I think that only sk- saves it to your... Uh... Yeah. Well, let's yeah, move on, and then we'll deal with it. Oh, right. this works. So, uh, when why is this all back, spaced right? out? This is way more spaced out than it was. Don't worry about it. Right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah, about it. Second segment. Here we go. Okay. Back, <laughs> when we come back, listeners, we will be doing Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Okay, I hurt my hand. Ah, murder good. I keep hearing that word from my clients. Everyone wants edgy. What is it? Far as I can make out, edgy occurs when middle-brow, middle-aged profiteers are looking to suck the energy, not to mention spending money, out of the quote-unquote youth culture. So they come up with this fake concept of seeming to be dangerous when every move they make is the result of market research and a corporate master plan. walk down the hallway with the ukulele anymore that's not why i didn't like him but um <laughs> no I, that's I, why I, I don't like him i don't know what you're talking about either <laughs> who is this guy george <laughs> oh if george listened anymore that would devastate him uh no <laughs> would you like beans um I, I'd like, I would like green beans, actually. I wish Are you I trying had some to freaking right bean me right now? <laughs> Are you getting totally bean? I just, I just you got, got freaking Seb freaking beaned me. Don't on freaking show. bean me, Seb. Oh, my God. All right. God we got to fucking start. Right, we got to right, get into right. this fucking episode. Are you Welcome kidding me? The Please weekend, don't listen to this. Baby. Your life depends on it. This week, we are discussing Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, an indie comic released by Yonan Vasquez in the year 1997. Um, or Jonan, you can tell knows. all of those things. Everything I said, mm-hmm. you can tell. Uh, no. Jonan's um, bizarre adventure. Yes, Jonan's Jonan's bizarre adventure. Uh, he. This is about Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, or Knee, as he likes to be called. Uh, and it is he is a serial killer uh, who basically lives in a shack and is killing people around the town. And it's about his misadventures. And there is an overarching story, but two of our hosts didn't get that far. So uh, we. Um, it's it's just about we'll his explain adventures. We'll because they have in, no intention of finishing it. Right, right. I'm Sorry. sure it'll take so long for you to explain uh, the nuances the over, of the over- Johnny. <laughs> it's so deep, I'm, just, I'm sure. The overarching story is uh, he gets in over his head and gets killed but comes back to life. And there's more to it. Wow. There's slightly more to it than that. But Great. It's, uh, it's, it's a very uh, unique story, not as much now as it was then. Uh, and Seb, I'm going to let you intro this with what you what made you choose this and uh, what your feelings were on it. Okay, so um, I chose it mostly because I was kind of spurred into remembering it 
after we did the off podcast and I was kind of like, oh, it looks like it kind of had some JTHM influences or something of the time. Especially um, the uh, the monster stuff towards the end of both the game off and the this book. Uh, yeah. This, this comic. Yeah, it was definitely spawned, if not from JTHM, from the same influences or influences that had been influenced by JTHM. There was some kind of lineage there. Um, so it really reminded me, um, of JTHM and I knew none of you guys had read it because none of you guys were edgy goth teenagers. And um, we weren't edgy goth teenagers in 1997. So that's, I was an edgy emo teenager on the I inside who wasn't it. allowed to be emo on the outside in 2008. So, um, the, the first time I learned about this book was from Bink. My roommate, uh, friend uh, of the What show. would have been really funny um, is if we had placed ourselves on that fucking scale. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. Or, yes, that would have been the farthest right. <laughs> I'll see you on the um, soft serve side, baby. Yeah. Uh, Seb sorry. hasn't killed anyone. I'm sorry, to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt, Seb. I, that, that, that thought came to me and I had to let it out. <laughs> no, that would have been great. We should we should make another. Um, oh, yeah, I think by the end of this episode, yeah, we're, we're gonna rank all four of us based on edgy. Yeah, we got to do that, okay. and, and then include George as a bonus. Um, yep, he has dangly earring now, so he's. he's ah, he's George very edgy. loves a lot of dumb edgy stuff. So yeah, yes. I would, um, yeah. So uh, none of you guys knew, or maybe you had seen her in high school, but um, Bink was one of the trip wearing goth kids oh, I in high her. school. Okay. I pretend I don't Bingham for her school? sake, but I remember her. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't give a fuck. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she was one of the trip-wearing goth kids in high school. And actually, um, Can when you I think of what, goth kids... what wearing trip means? Yeah, what if so our trip... listeners were born before the oh, year... Oh, what if, what if our, our listeners, listeners are Gen Z? Okay, all right, Zoomers. Um, so... Okay, Zoomers. Okay, Zoomers. <laughs> trip pants... Which I'm sure they still know about because for some reason they have an obsession with, like, the 90s. Um, this, in the same way that late millennials have an obsession with the 80s. Um, trip pants were these big, um, most of the times baggy, uh, pants with, like, chains and straps all over them. Most of the yeah, time you but... think of, like, black with red or green straps, but they could be. Bank actually still has a pair, um, that I wore for Halloween last year. Uh, bright green pants with black straps. They're straps. lovely. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think the chain is so that nobody steals your uh, wallet, right? Yeah, there were wallet chains, but there were also yeah. just aesthetic chains. I know. Um, yeah. Uh, chain for your phone, chain for your chapstick. So, yeah, chain, chain for everything. Uh, all, all your uh, cosmetics. Um, but yeah, so they, they were primarily, I think, sold at top, Hot Topic or online. And they were actually quite expensive. Um, so I always wanted to be that kid. I wanted to be like Bink. She was my role model. She, she's a year older than me. Um, but anyway, so she introduced me to JTHM. Um, and I read it. And my mom got very concerned because she saw that I had borrowed this comic from Bink. And then she hated Bink for the oh. rest of oh. ever. That's the fastest your, <laughs> oh, your my parents discovering it. This story uh, reminds me of something that I, I've definitely said on the podcast before. However, uh, it, it also makes me regret something that I should have put on the list in the previous segment. What? Um, I brought home from a friend of the show, uh, Andrew. I brought home No More Heroes, the Wii game, mm-hmm. and mm. our dad. I was just—I was thinking about this this week too. <laughs> our dad got mad at me for having it because it had sexual themes in the game. Oh my the god! Whole... Well, no, he he walked in while Nick was playing in the shirtless 
pantsless costume. That's true. And on on the stage, the character was doing like a strip tease. Right. And then, <laughs> he was just like, I would end, rather you didn't play this at anymore. At the end of that sequence, uh, Travis Touchdown decapitates her with a laser sword. So oh my God. It's, it's like the worst of every world See, for your dad to walk in. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So my mom saw this and she was extremely concerned and she hated the rest of my friends for the rest of my life. Um, until I met like... Or until I started being until more friends with other people. Until you met us. Okay. The golden standard. Um, so so this is a formative work for you. Yes. In that um, it, it formed a barrier between you, your parents and your friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually. Um, and also, it kind of like, at the time, because I was one of those like, everyone's only concerned with like sex and everything. They uh, all suck, that, that and is, I'm like way better than them. And that you know, I was that kind of like called an incel. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of an incel in high school, um, but not because I hated the opposite sex or the same sex, um, but more because I was an oppressed lesbian who didn't know that they were lesbian um, or sapphic, as I have been calling myself lately. I like the term better, actually. Um, anyway, I resonated it at, with it at the time, like I was like 16. It's very cynical. I was very cynical. Um, and it was a thing for Bink at the time. Um, and I, even though looking back on it now, I don't agree with it. Um, it's like for the most part. I, I sure hope not. No, that's, I don't think... that's why when you guys were reading it, I was like, it's right. I don't expect you guys to like it. And if you do, I'd be concerned. Um, mm. Every time I, I said something about it, I, I was like, I don't want so you guys to I, actually I do, like it. All right, I do have to ask, like, then why bring this forward specifically? I mean, you mentioned that you thought about it again, but is that the only reason? No. Um, okay. I think it's that it is a, um, it's a very influential work for a lot of people, um, especially if you look at the cool and edgy things. If you look at things like Off, if you look at things... In the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, mid 2000s, um, you see a lot of stuff that find influence from JTHM. And I I just think it's kind of a, a valuable piece of work to know about and to have, like, kind of an acquaintance with, um, to understand a lot of this art and a lot of this thinking and a lot of this genre. Um, yeah, I 100% agree. I also that. think the media but... too, because something yes. that uh, has almost completely been lost uh, and destroyed in the past uh, 10 to 20 years is the idea that uh, physical comics are a space where you can print your own shit from the Kinkos down the road and sell it at the in the city comic shop, and if people mm -hmm. like it, they'll ask you for more. And like that yeah. is, you know, comics. It's easy to think of comics as like a thing that like only superman spider-man and spawn can fucking sell anything right so like spawn's it's, flying it's, off the shelf it's it's easy to it's easy to think of it that way where it's like the only thing in the stores is that and may if you're lucky something from image that is like it's a creator's own idea but yeah. there used to be this idea a long time ago that if you wanted to tell your indie story then the way you did it was through a comic and you could just sell it to just your city and if people liked it they would ask for a printing and yeah i think a lot of the independent comics scene has shifted to web comics at this point because it's much easier. You don't even have to find a publisher; you can just go online. Exactly. Find we, a, we talked about that a little bit in um, something. We talked about that a little bit in the A Ghost Story episode, which I mm -hmm. think is 
I think that's amazing. So anyway, I, I wanted you guys to read this to have at least like kind of an acquaintance with the the mood at the time, the cynicism, the nihilism of the mid mid to late nineties, and this kind of like edgy indie comic style because you see a lot of the and, and all four of us uh, grew up with or at least had a passing like knowledge of Invader Zim when we were kids, and this is. The person that it came from, like, he did this before Invader Zim. Um, so I just thought it was, like, a valuable thing for everybody to at least look at. And I knew that nobody would actually like it for what it is at this stage. Maybe when you guys were, like, yeah, 14. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough to um, swallow in the current year at the current ages, the ages that we are. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, but um, if you had ever been that kind of cynical kid, which, Alex, I don't think you ever were. Nope. Because um, <laughs> oh, you're a very chill guy. And Cam, thing. I'm not sure about you either. Um, if you uh, were, For the forever, record, I said it earlier. I bought my studded belt. I wore uh, my one black t-shirt for several days a week. Um, <laughs> it's the only one I had. Okay. I was there, but not in the capacity. Yeah, I wanted to have the trip pants, wore. but my mom would not let me. And one time I bought a pair at uh, Goodwill when me and Bink made a trip. And I brought them home and I wore them. And my mom was like, you better not wear this to church. And I'm like, why would I wear them to church? <laughs> church? I don't even want to fucking go to church. Just um, desperately looking for a place where that would not be okay to wear those. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my mom's a very socially anxious person, just like myself, except I, she cared about me affecting what people thought of her. Um, anyway, uh, what were your guys' experiences with the book? Who should we, um, Whoever Nick, you want to go first? To go. Never go first. Sure, I can. I was actually going to kick it over to Alex since I think he'd have the least to say. Yeah, I think uh, going from, wow. from least to most would probably oh, be the fine. best. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was a weird thing to read for me. Um, I definitely didn't have a period in my life where I probably would have connected with this, but mm -hmm. I could at least, I could see, like, maybe, like a glimmer of a time in my life where I would have read this um or just understand where you would have to be mindset wise to get to to gel with it yeah um generally i think it's it's it was a little much for me um i mean of, of course uh given the content but um i we haven't super described what it really is about but um yeah you can probably it, start it's pretty much in the title yeah he's he's a, a guy who kills people um mm -hmm. his name is johnny but he likes to be yes. called me and it's kind of like it's, it's like a nihilism thing at least what mm -hmm. i was able to get like he's he doesn't it uh, doesn't seem to like value life in any way and like he's like it's pointless it's meaningless so i can kill people kind mm -hmm. of and like that is a perspective that i think probably went down easier back in the 90s i think that 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 kind of thing has kind of crossed over with the kind of folks who do real violence like this in a way that I it, it, it kind of felt uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I think this was this was before Columbine. Yeah, it, it so. definitely yeah it definitely felt reminiscent to me of the like I, well, I mentioned it earlier, but the like leather jacket incel folks who definitely yeah. do commit real violence and no, speak I, in I a similar was, way. It was more like the s cynical um, Gen X period at the time yeah yeah I, there were this i it was hard for me to put my mind you know back in that time period 
Yeah, I think it's easier for me because I know my older brothers are both Gen X and they were kind of not necessarily into this, but like into Nin, into Smashing Pumpkins, into, you know, that kind of culture at the time. And I think there is a a facet to, I I don't want to paint with two broad strokes. I think there's a facet Mm -hmm. of that, that culture uh, that bleeds over into a lot of a lot of things that are are positive and good. And there's a lot of like good folks that can appreciate and like this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the the overwhelming vibe I got was that like oh this is like a school shooter, and it really really soured my experience with it. Mm-hmm. Oh um, god damn it! Yeah. This, that's something else that I I think that makes a great uh, counterpoint to this is um this uh this this is a very like mad at the world but all, more at yourself for being mad in the first Ab- place absolutely. kind of thing exactly yeah um, for sure and because of that I think that there stems this idea that like people were mad and upset with the way the world was, but they didn't have any direct place to put it. They're like, is this the fault of politicians or is this the fault of the masses or is this the fault of corporations or whatever? They didn't have like a one specific spot to put that kind of Mm. like general malice into. And that Mm -hmm. ended up just kind of going like people. Ah, yes, people, the amount of people on the planet. That's the problem. Everybody. And now I don't think of course, I don't don't think this is obvious and we're going to talk about this a bunch, of course, but Jonan, of course, doesn't actually believe this. He wrote a character who was like that. Yeah, I think yeah, you th- can, this you was can a write place he was about in. Anything, so he right. did yeah. This was yes. a place he was in at one point, but he's definitely not there now. Yeah, I was really confused about where he stood on all of that because, like, I thought, I kept saying to Alex, it's like, okay, th- he's obviously self-aware of this, mm-hmm. and then I paused and be like, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wasn't Like, quite if you sure. read through the rest of the book which i'm i'm not like saying like why didn't you i'm just saying that it was pretty yeah. hard to stomach and no 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 i, I totally understand yeah. um in the rest of the book as we'll go into um it becomes mm. more introspective with um johnny being like why the fuck am i like this why okay is the world like this that's you know that's so good and it's so crazy that that happens because of where it starts out. At least the first issue I read is kind of like a zine, like where the well, yeah, oh yeah, this around. was definitely oh, let's zine explore this yeah. theme yeah. and then we'll kick it out. And then at the end of the zine or the, the first issue, he's like, "This is gonna probably be like a a thing I'm gonna do six more issues of." And I liked that mm-hmm. th- he specifically says like, "Okay, I'm going to do this and I'm gonna do this many more," and then he does. Like that was really yeah. I think he did like seven issues of it. Yeah, yeah, um, I like that as well. I also like uh, that Bink is home now, so if you want input from her, I can like, grab ah, her. This is just this is just like a little project for me, you know. It's it doesn't have to be my entire brand, right? Like this is just a thing I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I what I really liked about it was the magazine kind of feel to it. I wish I could have. I know I've complained on the show about single issues before. I really don't like reading single it's issues single in comics, issue, but... and I think <laughs> I think this would work really well as uh, uh, reading it in single issues. Like I was interested in what the physical trade that Seb has would have looked like. Yeah. But um, uh, I think this reading it in single issues would have been really the way to do it because it seems like something you get in the mail and like yeah, read definitely. and be like, Oh, or like you uh, the unsolicited mail. Shop and get it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Like someone's dropping these off on your front door or something. <laughs> um, but, um, we lost Seb for a second. So we're going to kind of ad lib here. <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah. Um, do you want to start well, talking? I, uh, yeah, I just like a handful more things that I wanted to point to. Um, I was very bothered by like the like wavy lines that that all of the panels have. Like it's like a the panel board. It's like a, yeah, it's a border or yeah, I don't know the co technical comics term for it, but like it was very counterculture. If you can't even go against the grain of the format, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was very obnoxious <laughs> to read it. It was like like it one was of the most bothering things with bad shit. comics is panel structure. When you someone tries to play with the way panels should work, and it just confuses yeah, it's a, and it's a, irritates it's a format the for uh, it's a staple for a reason you know like it, it just make this, it a box yeah this is going to be a weird counterpoint to watchmen i think and i'm going to get to that more in my impressions <laughs> um other than that i i i was talking about this with cam a little bit uh earlier uh, uh but uh, this is definitely it's very wordy there's a lot written on every every panel yeah that um, was my big complaint and it's like a f character it, speaking full paragraph it definitely became a thing that i was skimming more than reading every word on because a lot of it is soliloquizing about about the nature of existence you know a lot of like hoity right. toity kind of yeah edgy stuff so like as soon as i got the vibe i'm like all right i'm gonna skip to the next panel <laughs> um but yeah i don't know this just didn't it didn't hit for me but i I, it, I think it would have been an entertaining enough time if it didn't gristle against my uh, sensitivity towards this kind of talk and what it has kind of morphed into in our current hell world. Uh, I just could not stop thinking about the fucking Reddit incels that talk like this all the time. And then uh, you'd actually act out something like that. Right. Like it's one thing to be a creator and explore a way you used to think and like how that's weird and maybe not okay. But then you have to reconcile with your, producing something that people will read and think that this is an okay way to think. yeah I, I i wouldn't i wouldn't say that this i i mean this probably couldn't or probably didn't inspire much real no. violence having not looked up you know looked up anything but yeah totally. this, nothing, it definitely like this, nothing like this ever does just to be um yeah to, to go completely off the off the off of books here is that um the stuff that kind of stuff that ends up inspiring violence is just something that people liked where the characters hold a gun um people were inspired <laughs> i by saw Doom. reservoir dogs by robbed the, the damn bank people were inspired by boondock saints people were inspired by fucking like catcher in the rye like it's it's not that it's not that something is the edgiest work that doesn't make empower people to kill other people what does empower people to kill other people is like uh yes this is the the very idea of yeah, or, or yeah, hand. having access to a gun right. period is, is an not, issue. But yeah, right. it's it's like Mortal Kombat. Uh, we talked about all the spines that get ripped out in that. Yeah, well, yes, it did fuck up the developers forever, but it didn't inspire <laughs> any fucking killers or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, no one's going out and like shooting fire at someone's feet to right. cause uh, them to right, explode right. into um, a tower well, of flames. Well, yeah, well, I think it's worth examining how that. I, I don't know. I have to think about it some more because like something like Mortal Kombat doesn't like hit that specific nerve for me like a lot of edgy stuff doesn't but i think it's just the way that like johnny's like monologue is is such a specific type of talk that do you remember um alex how everyone was clowning on hatred when that came out oh the yeah hatred so i would like to say that hatred is sort of the this this none of us are going to say we have a positive opinion of this i don't think but i would like to say that this 
comic has far more value to it than the game hatred does. Hatred is, yeah. is empty. Hatred uh, hatred is a video is a PC video game about a guy who looks like Nathan Explosion from uh, Metalocalypse, uh, <laughs> wearing a, putting on a black leather trench coat and um, and arming himself to the teeth and like killing everyone in his town and eventually detonating a nuclear power plant to kill everyone in the town. Um, it's it's just a killing spree and that's that's all the game is. But there was so much moralizing when the game came out of like, oh my god, this is going to be responsible for the next shooting. This is going to be responsible for the next bombing. This is it's morally reprehensible to put this game out. And I would like to say that the game had nothing in it, uh, and I don't think the game is good. But I also want to note that nobody took that as inspiration for violence. Yeah. Nobody nobody cared enough to do that. That's not the kind it was, of thing yeah. It was a shitty it. video game. Any yeah. right. Right. I was just about to say that no one took Breaking Bad as an opportunity to go make meth in a trailer, but then I remember there was one story where people actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny that like Yeah, I, I definitely You don't. know Walt did <laughs> Yeah, he didn't well for him. Did to you see, see him as a role model? It's so funny. Up to a certain did point uh, when people take media inspiration, they're looking for an excuse, right? So yeah. if, if somebody did, uh, like, say, oh, this this thing, this work of fiction is going to make me go out and kill people, they were just looking for the work of fiction that was going to make them do that. So I feel like yeah, they're, they're looking not... for permission. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for permission. Um, and... I, I definitely don't want to. I, I think I, I said it earlier, but I, I do want to reiterate that I don't think that this. I, I don't think I generally am against the idea that media can make people do terrible things. I think you have to be inclined to do that in some way. Uh, but, you know, they, it's not like I would not say that this is uh, like a bad piece of work in that way. So we, um, we, we, we camped out a little bit on some discussion about uh, real work, real life violence and media and stuff. And so uh, I don't know if you have anything to say there, but we can we can come back uh, in on uh, your take if you have any. Yeah, because uh, I, I was saying about that like, I feel it's like video games fault. And, and yeah, I, I not so much. I, the people blaming it but rather what makes somebody do that doesn't really have to do with a work of art usually i was saying that usually yeah it normally do doesn't have to thing, do anything with with the media they consume it's all about the they mindset. pick and choose yeah it's the they pick and choose and it's all about the people they're around and the mindset that the people they're they're around well, yeah, I, th I definitely think media. it's, it's, it, yeah, it, and people, it, because of the internet, are, it's very easy to uh, accidentally fall into a hate group now. And, oh, yeah, uh, totally. And that, that kind of thing is really, uh, is, is right. much yeah, more I've the been issue. Following, um, I've been following some heathen groups, um, which are like ger Germanic paganism groups. Um, I think we were talking yeah. about this last week when, uh, I, the, your history videos uh, suddenly turned into uh, people talking about skull size. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they get, in, get into phrenology at a certain point. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there, there's also um, he, heathenism. Um, if you hear oh, the God. term folkish, <laughs> or if you hear Odinism, oh. they are most likely a racist Norse paganist, and not somebody who's just like Germanic paganism, and that's what I want to do. Um, I've been following a lot of those groups and they're constantly trying to fend off the people who follow the, the super like racist groups who are like, nobody who isn't Scandinavian or white can join Dude. our paganist group right, or whatever. Right, because they don't have the right ancestry. Like, this is something that I think is good. Which is stupid to, because... Right, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, like not only is it like, we live in the modern day and there's no real, real actual connection to the... Um, 
previous groups, and also the previous groups had so much influence from everything around them. Like, pan like polytheistic religions were constantly absorbing each other. How did um, we get onto this? <laughs> sorry, it, it, it was more like um, it was like if, if you're in a circle jerk, like uh, terrible awful group, on the hate group yeah, on the internet, uh, and then we were, I yeah, it I... went off to, into like uh, paganist <laughs> hate yeah. groups. Um, All right, should we reclap? What do you think? Nick? No, uh, no, no, I, I didn't have to start recording again, so we're good. Yes, but if you want to, no, okay, no. yeah, I guess yeah, we it's don't need to up. It. Yeah, you're it's, right. I'm yeah. just got to okay. cut out some silence. So, um, yeah, okay. Cam, you also read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. How do what you do look you very surprised about that, Cam? Is is Alex all Yeah, yeah he, uh, I, pretty I, much. I think I, I I think I got out a lot of my you know what what gristled against me uh, reading this, and I think that was my biggest takeaway. Was just I'm not how sure hard if I was. heard most of it. It was How yeah. It was just hard for me to. Right. It was hard for me to read with twenty twenty brain and thinking about how how similar a lot of the rhetoric he spouts is to people who actually yeah do violence. And at the time in nineteen ninety seven, that was kind of an absurdist take. Yes. Um, whereas now, it's like you would hear somebody actually saying that. Yes, this is uh, something someone on a message board would say, and then you know go shoot someone. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is terrible. And, 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 and a bunch that, of people would read his manifesto and it, be like, I agree with that. It was a back of my mind right. thing that it definitely was yeah. pervasive through the experience. As I said, it made it more uncomfortable than it probably would so. have uh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so. How do, they, I, how do you I think honestly... they portrayed a, a convenience store snacks, Cam? <laughs> Very oh, well. I need see... that icy ham. Um, you too. Sure. Um, you didn't finish the comic anyway, but I saw that you were reading issue by issue, and so you didn't read the director's cut. And there's got, and uh, in the director's cut, the last page is this page where he's going to a convenience store to buy, um, a freezer like cherry called... icy. Basically, it's it's just called suck. <laughs> um, and nice. uh, he funny. says, "Dear diary," which is what he calls his diary. I think that's Yeah, it was very, very cute. Um, there's so nothing it, terribly wrong with feeling lost, so long as that feeling precedes some plan on your part to actually do something about it. Too often, a person grows complacent with their delusionment, perpetually wearing their dis discomfort like a favorite shirt. I can't say I'm very pleased with where my life is just now, but I can't help but look forward to where it's growing. So this is all one oh. panel, right? Yeah, it's all one pound. And he's buying a, <laughs> I think, a, I think we a Slurpee at a convenience store. Uh, yeah. After you cut out, but it's a very, very wordy uh, comic. Yeah. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. We were kind of dunking on Sorry, Cam, go on. So, yeah, so um, speaking on the wordiness, that was my kind of major complaint with it, is that like... Didn't you read Death Note? I understand. Yeah, and that's <laughs> also bad. <laughs> um, uh, I, I love Death Note, but... Yeah, I'd, I'd skim a couple it's paragraphs every now and then. But um, when it comes to comics, if you're having someone else, like if you're doing it panel by panel, which, you know, you have to, like, to have someone give a speech will always be so intimidating to the reader. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, God, that someone just said, like, three paragraphs. Yeah, in one especially scene. if, as as in um, John and the Homic Homicidal Maniac, everything is hand-lettered in a very scrawly... Um, yes jagged Condensed. way it's a very uh, hard specific to read, a little yeah uh yeah which i, I get yeah, i think it's, it's all hand lettered like oh yes i'm sorry yep. god damn yeah but um like that's just intimidating to me as a reader like that i'm sure it comes across for some other people but to look at a, a panel and someone saying an entire paragraph just because it has to be condensed it may be two sentences but because of the way it's squished it looks like he's fucking doing a uh 
uh, you know, monologue or something. Yeah. But, um, How much manga I'd, have you I'd read? Like, not much. I read Dragon Ball and <laughs> some Naruto. No, I'm, I'm just thinking about the way that they have to squish you you the, the English Ito text. Stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah Jud- they, they have to squish Jud- the, like, books. English text yeah. into these boxes that are meant for, like, things that go up to yeah, down. characters. And, yeah. But um, I'd like to start off just saying that I, I thought I would dislike this more, so I started really late just to because I was kind of putting it off. <laughs> but um, knowing... I wish I had known that it kind of has a purpose and self-reflective... Um, idea to it going in because the first two uh issues are just you know uh monkey cheese nonsense where he's killing people well, and there's yeah side murder. stories where there's yeah this a guy is where this is why like the, the goth community like when I, when I think of the goth community and I think of like emo kids I think of mm-hmm. actually lol random uh like super actually kind of happy people um especially because I knew bink at the time, and she mm-hmm. was the one wearing trip pants, and she was like, "Oh, fresh zombie!" Ah! Um. Yeah, I've definitely known a lot of those people. Yeah, like, like I don't think of the the emo goth people as being uh, actually super angsty yeah, it's on the outside, right, or nihilistic. Think, yeah, yeah or it's very strange. Like, just, like you can't do that JTHM, it, like he writes in like this lol random penguins are eating your feet way, um, especially along the margins. Um, yeah. And, like, there's little side comics where it's, um... Happy Noodle Boy. Oh, man. Happy Noodle Boy. Happy or Noodle the, Boy, actually. The uh, lopsided head guy. Because... Yeah, so what's the big head guy's name? Do you remember, Seb? Um, which one? The, the little... The, the, it's uh, in, uh, flesh, in, like, the first two kid. issues, I definitely... But he's, like, got a lopsided head. I don't remember what his he's name is. He's too was. intelligent for his own good, is the, um. the plot. And everyone else around him is too stupid to be... Well, that's everybody. To be happy. Um, well, so anyway, that's the stories that felt the most self-aware to me and gave me hope for this comic because it's like, okay, obviously this guy knows that this isn't the way you should live your life because the yeah. guy is so... The premise of the mini-comics is the guy is so smart that he is angry at everyone else for being happy because they're not smart enough to be sad. Mm-hmm. Like, they should be sad, but he's... They're not oh, smart enough to that. know that they should oh. be sad, which is such a stupid idea. But that's, I think, what I was hoping is that's the premise. It's like, oh, look, if you think you're too smart for everyone, you're going to be angry and sad. And you shouldn't act that way, is what I was getting from that. Yes. And that gave me hope for the regular series. Because I was worried that the regular series is like, okay, yes, everyone around you is stupid and self-centered and annoying and you should kill them and that would be the right thing to do and that's how kind of the first at least the first two and most of the third issue portray him yeah johnny anyway like he you know like he kills he breaks into this kid's house and steals their Vaccine. disinfectant i, so love, I actually did kind of oh, that's i think that's squee he he does a yeah. squee it's, squee has his own yeah. uh spinoff comic which is actually not very good and i would not recommend it um right but it reminded um, me a little too much of a of a very edgy and depressing comic that i think about all the time uh called clarissa mm-hmm. i believe seb have you ever heard of that it's not also a black um and white i've heard comic. of clarissa explains it all on nickelodeon it's, do not confuse those is that two. what you're talking I, about I hope I'm misremembering <laughs> it uh, never mind. I'm not even going to bring it up. It's just about a kid that gets abused. Um, 
Yeah, and that that kind of like that. Yeah, they definitely trucked in an abuse, a little abuse bit there uh, at one point. It's so on the nose. Like my dad literally says to me, "I'm a waste of time. Like I shouldn't have had you." Blah blah blah. And and plus, I think now personally, the um, the joke being walking in covered in blood and saying some of this blood is mine is is a good joke, but it's overdone right now. Mm which is weird I've i i think it, like, it was like since this it became overdone and and at the time it was like shock horror like you know yeah so a lot of this i love how influential it is mm-hmm. like if he is the first person to do a lot of these he's jokes, definitely not the became... first but he's very influential in the indie comic scene right and i i do like invader zim a lot and mm-hmm. i think it has some of the best jokes uh, I think, Nickelodeon I, I or think whatever, but... uh, not to cut you off but i think invader zim definitely no, benefits on. from having been a children's show I think oh, yeah. if if yeah. if that oh was, yeah this, if it wasn't an adult swim yeah shit, if that was more was unhinged oh, yeah. and he could swear and have that kind of uh, gore on display I think it probably think would have Zim been would that. have said that this is yeah. a shitload of fuck maybe and that would have <laughs> taken know. away I, from it I personally feel like JTHM is like a start to finish thing for like Bing could probably say more to it but I I personally as somebody who has gone through depression and suicidal ideation i feel like this is an open and shut like this was my journey kind of book so he mm, might yeah. not have continued it on to another thing oh yeah i didn't but, mean like a yeah, literal I'd... continuation i meant that that the fact that the zim was uh i think it it probably is a better thing because it had to oh, be yeah. aired on television on a children's network yeah and it was still like showing its kind of cynicism yes Towards like people in general. But anyway, I'm sure we'll have a Zim episode at some point. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. also Zim benefited from this being, you know, made first. It's I, like, I okay, I got that yeah, out of the I way. I still do not understand. God, do you remember when you could Nickel- be an indie comics guy and you could just get a TV show after that? <laughs> I don't understand how Nickelodeon <laughs> was wild. like. I, I still understand they were like, it's the, crea- uh, it yes, the creative environment. This at guy. The time. Yeah, was, this guy wanted... we want to show from, but this was after the Ren and Stimpy South and Park, South Park, South and Park, um, South Park. I want to watch You know, show. like that shit. Well, like they were getting the TV with, ratings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you look to indie artists. There was kind of a culture at Nickelodeon at the time, which is funny because that executive who had that culture. I guess this was, was before down, like, like SpongeBob was it. huge. Um, yeah, it's like it's this kind of idea that like, oh, you look to the people who are making the weird art. Because that's where you're going to get your most original ideas from. But people aren't really looking for original ideas so much as they're looking for intellectual properties now. Like yeah. they're looking, they look, yeah. they look to indie comics not because they think, oh, that's a cool idea, we should make it into a thing. They look, they look to indie comics because they're like, this. If we don't buy this and someone else does, and it ends up becoming an Amazon Prime original series that goes <laughs> for ten seasons, like we will have missed out. Yeah, yeah. they're like, so, this is a popular indie comic right now. Right. We need to buy it. So Whereas they're producing the, they're the producing time... a live action East of West series, which is fine, I guess. But like, I think that, I'm pretty sure that somebody just bought that because they heard that somebody else was going to option it, and it yeah. was just yeah. it's just it sucks. Yeah. Hell world. Yeah. I'm, anyway, I'm so sorry, Kim. We we like totally yeah. like hijacked your, yeah, your yeah. impressions. Go, uh, go on. It's going to happen. It's it's always the first people to talk. We we have a lot of stuff to say about this, obviously. Yeah, and everybody but, else um, has gotten anything I'd... out yet. But... Right. The last thing I'd like to say is I I really enjoyed. Um, the I kept saying I keep saying that this feels like a magazine to me. I like how it's really short stories. Yeah, it definitely feels like, like a interludes. zine, even though it was published as issues. Right, 
I I didn't enjoy the the intercut mini comics, but I liked that that's how it was. Um, um, Bink tells me that it was because you. he literally could not fill enough pages, <laughs> so he just did. He he decided to do Happy Noodle believe. Boy and Filler Bunny. Um, yeah. Is what he decided oh, um, to do. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, th- we could I could do an hour on Happy Noodle Boy, but I think that that's if this is self aware. I think that that's how he perceives other people viewing him as. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I think that like, you're right. Like, I think that it, he's like, oh, uh, I'm obviously a fucking guy who's way inside his own head and takes all this shit too seriously. And this is how other yeah, people just see says, me. Fuck, I'm drawing a comic about Happy Noodle Boy, uh, even though I dress like a serial killer. Yeah, it doesn't. Definitely. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Side side tangent. The first person mm-hmm. to ever comment on my DeviantArt webpage when I was 2014, or when I was 14 in 20, 2014, seven, um, uh, was a guy named Happy Noodle Boy, like six or something like that. <laughs> And he had Happy Noodle Couldn't Boy happy as noodle his boy like, yeah. profile picture. He's like, do you like Happy Noodle Boy? Do you like JTHM? I'm like, I haven't read it. And then I read it like a couple years later. And I was like, out of all that, why did you like Happy Noodle Boy the best? Anyway, that, I, that's my side I understand tag. Yeah, why somebody so, could like Happy Noodle Boy. Because Happy Noodle yeah. Boy is the, the self-aware, silly thing. It it It's the it's the in-universe material that colors the rest of it. It's like, um, what's mm-hmm. the fucking fake yeah. show on Twin Peaks? Alex, you probably know. It's, oh fuck! God damn it's it! Like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like Sweet Boy and Hella in like uh, Lonely Hearts. It's like Sweet Boy and Hella Jeff. It's like um, Crying Breakfast Friends in Steven Universe. It's like the Crying Breakfast. It's Friends. like that's the, the, um, that's the it's like the Curse of the Black Freighter in Watchmen, which is something that will come up again. It's the pirate comic in Watchmen that Shit, is like yeah. that is like this. this in universe work is telling you the story of the larger work in like a, a micro sense it's like yeah. this is how this we're giving you the tools to interpret the story we're putting in front of you by having the characters watch or read or play something in Meta. the game yeah and it's, it's i think that's kind of fun it's and it's a good way i think that at first i was like oh god the happy little noodle boy things is just a way for jonah to blow off steam and then i started reading him a little closer and i'm like oh okay i i get it like i see what he's doing mm-hmm. here you know happy noodle boy is like it's the in-universe comic drawn by Johnny, who's like a suffering artist. Yeah. Even though, like, it's like, oh, my actual creative fulfillment is killing people because this doesn't fulfill me at all. Yeah. Um, you know, altogether, I thought this was really hard to read in certain parts, but um, I would have... And Nick's gonna kill me for this, but I would have loved to read this in single issues. I, I like, am like I'm gonna edit all the times you say I hate it single works issues so well. into this, <laughs> where you say I wish I had single issues to read this in. The format works for this. I love. <laughs> I'm gonna do an hour on corn nuts ads when I get the my own goddamn podcast. But I love seeing the advertisements for mail-in shirts and shit in our Cam dad's is eventually old, going um, to do his own episode that's on a comic issues. but instead of saying read this specific comic or go to a comic store he's going to be like uh just get like a fistful of comics from the 90s uh hopefully war machine is in there and read <laughs> you know, them. you gotta read i have war a machine, few um babies. bink was getting rid of some x-men comics nick so i don't know if you oh want shit them. are they actually yes. 90s we- ones Yes, nineteen ninety-two. The height of their popularity and the absolute bottom of their quality. That's the oh, yeah. oh, episode I, I, two. She was trying to collect some, so well, I'll talk to you after. Yeah, not now. Yeah, we'll yeah, do I'll it. Take okay, it. but um, this was interesting. I I can't even say if I enjoyed it or not. It's re- it's That's really fine. hard to say. So, so um, we can move on. All right. Nick. Um, yes. 
I have we explained really exactly what? Face well, actually, someone. you you two haven't really don't really know what's going on. But well, okay, so Nick. there's there's a, an underlying thread in Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Johnny the Homicidal Maniac is mostly about his like little wacky adventures, his like one page excerpts of him killing somebody and like the conversations he has with them or the situations he finds himself in or why he feels morally justified to kill these people. And then it's always well, first of all, for our listeners, it's always the stupidest like incel reason where it's like you are a jock and you, you made fun uh, you, of my you should haircut, have, uh, so I yeah, have to kill There's you. no toilet paper in your stall. You should have checked before you took a shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'll you show you know for that. what your order was before you got to the front of the line, which I find funny because that's something that really does piss people off. But Yeah, it's the it, smallest it, things yeah. that piss you off. Now you deserve to die. Yes. Uh, so there's, there's all that going on. But eventually somebody he has strapped to like a fucking Frankenstein's monster table, uh, Clockwork Orange Machine, he has he has them strapped to this table and they're like he's they're like so why do you why do you fucking do this like if you're why are you torturing me why not just kill me and more to the point why are you killing all these people and Johnny says something that starts that to me I thought was just like a silly joke in the vein of the rest of it but ends up being like plot relevant he's like don't you see I have to keep painting this wall because uh, oh, yeah. when, when it dries that it was the to first time through. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that the show made me laugh, or the comic made me laugh, is because he's he needs a person's blood so that he can paint the wall because once it dries, the color changes and it's not the same. <laughs> right. so, yeah, it's not bright red now. Like, it's I need dark fresh red. blood to. It's such a menial thing to <laughs> right. need. Like I thought that was pretty funny. Right, and if they had like, left it, a menial that, reason, I if mean, if they had left that alone, it would have been fine because it's a funny joke on its own. But he's he says later on, it's like, well, when the paint dries, it starts to let things through. And it's like, oh, like what, the smell or something? It's like, no, things start to come through that wall. And later, um, in a scene that uh, did make me smile, uh, Johnny kills himself by accident. Uh, yeah. In a, in a way that is, like he say, it, it reminds me of a comic that I may do eventually, which I know I say too much, but um, there's a comic called Next Wave. <laughs> Uh, where their version of Nick Fury, their joke version of Nick Fury, is sitting in a giant chair that has a giant gun pointed at it, and he has, like, a lever that he's about to pull on to shoot the giant gun at himself, <laughs> and then somebody calls him away and he has to do something else. And like, uh, But it's, like, this extremely large and unnecessary way of killing yourself. And um, uh, Johnny has this mechanism, too, and he's like, no, I... I'm just I'm just gonna end it because I I shouldn't be ending these people's lives and uh, that he's like talking to the voices in his head and he's like making arguments. Then he like he switches he like clicks the button and it doesn't work and he's like I guess I am meant to live. And then uh, he like walks slightly off screen and answers the phone and that was the actual trigger that he had set up for himself to for it to kill him. Mm. And yeah, like he, he um... had forgotten about that and accidentally switched the machine on when it was off previously and then answered the phone so that the guy, giant gun shoots himself in the face. So it was like yeah. a real Goldberg suicide? It was I've very... actually... I heard <laughs> yes. about this guy who had it set up, so he was strapped to a chair with a gun pointing at him, and then he had, like, water dripping onto a sponge that was supposed to, once it was too saturated, like, weigh down a trigger that was supposed to pull the gun. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? No, I have to find that for you guys. It's crazy. All anyway, right. so, um, anyway, um... The voices he... in his head, by the way, are these figurines and a dead bunny. There's Nail Bunny. Um, there's the 
and the Doughboys, like the yes, the, oh, the no. Doughboys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just want to call out our, two of our hosts here. Uh, the Doughboys start talking inside his head, and I gotta say, yeah. if that happened to me, I would also go insane to murder people. Uh, <laughs> Nick Wagner uh, and Mike Alex Mitchell. and I were referring to them as the the little fucks from Binding of Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Wagner, Wagner. Oh, that's a good point. Um, you talked about right. we were talking about uh, uh, influence, and I think that it's definitely. Uh, worth saying that the, the, especially the way they draw small characters like children uh, and like animals is definitely um, the people at Team Meat take influence from that from mm-hmm. that style. Yeah, as I um, said, this was a very influential kind of right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sorry. I, people make jokes all the time about, oh, you couldn't release that today. The only thing about this that you couldn't <laughs> do today is name your publishing company Slave Labor Graphics. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, yikes. Uh, Big yikes. Yeah. No, it, everything, it, everything else is like on par with like, the, the edgiest thing that happens now, but you really shouldn't name your publishing company. You shouldn't name yeah, any business I, I Slave think Labor at the, Graphics. At the time, it was kind no. of a tongue-in-cheek, like, I am changed right. to my work. Right. They, exactly. they are, you know... And they didn't mean it as in a slave, like an American no, slavery. I, I, but I, at the time, definitely. I was, you do not need to defend this. Up. No, I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But um, that's the kind of thing they published. Anyway, after uh, after Need dies by pointing a giant gun at his face and accidentally le- firing it off, um, some of the people in his basement that he has tied up because he was going to kill them eventually start to escape. And they're yeah. like, how deep is this place? Holy fuck. And they, they keep releasing more people as they climb up. And, you know, Johnny's dead, his head is emptying blood out onto the floor on the top floor. But they eventually are, like, start to notice sounds coming from the wall that he was painting with blood. And then the wall breaks in this, like, really, really cool, like, angular, like, really hard to describe visually uh, monster is, like, coming out of it. So, it's like, a sort bunch of, of weird and tentacles, but it's not. Yeah. Gi- that's not giving it enough credit because it's too. It's like really sharp. It's it's um like knives everywhere sharp or like, like angular. Like, let me sharp. try to find it. Angular, like, angular out. sharp, okay. while also I being have, like kind of octopus of... tentacles. I'm picturing the um the giant diamond from Evangelion. Yeah, it's <laughs> sort of like if uh, Cam, it's sort of like if the fetus of God stage from Vampire Savior was chasing you around with a bunch of tentacles. Okay. Okay. Hey, can you see that? I like that they eventually. Yep, I see it. I like that they eventually got to a plot because I saw none of that. Yeah. Um, coming in. Yeah. And so, um, like you know, there's an actual like horrible monstrosity that uh, Nee is keeping locked away by killing these people as like blood sacrifices but he doesn't know it he just sees it as the color on the wall is wrong like he doesn't see himself as some kind so, of so savior unwit- unwittingly yes uh, and they, uh, and, monster and satan in the form of a cheerleader talks to him about that while he's in hell it's also yeah. it's all this is also the reason that none of the uh that the police never come after him is because every time they are told to investigate uh, him specifically they instantly forget the description like uh-huh. it's like he has some kind of like protection on him and that's huh. part of why he's so like anxious about this is because he doesn't feel real because nobody ever recognizes him for these like horrible crazy murder sprees that he's going on basically Weird. for attention and yep. like that Cam, is are you a specific okay? kind of silent hill hell yeah i think he just turned off his camera um uh, I'm here. Okay. I really like yeah, just, that. just was wondering. I, I didn't realize that was that kind of an ironic twist in there. I think that is yeah. that is pretty funny and good that 
he wants the recognition, but he is incapable of getting it because of mm-hmm. some Lovecraftian monstrosity. Right, and he is, you know, killing people in more and more elaborate ways and greater numbers, and he is never, ever going to be recognized. And, and he literally admits victims. it. He, he, It's not like he's even trying to hide it. He's like, I'm going to go shoot up the bar down here, or I was going to go shoot up the bar, but I think I'll shoot up this place because you insulted my hair. Yeah, my taco you know? hell order is taking too long, so I'm going to kill everyone inside. And, taco um, hell. And nobody, Such nobody does criticism. anything about it. Such a rich vein of taco satire. Smell. The thing that this uh, comic made me want the most, I, I will say, like, like I wasn't enjoying it at first, especially the first three issues. I even posted it on our Discord, like, wow, this is really fucking rough. Of, over yeah. time, it grew on me more. And now, talking about it, I'm realizing that I had a better time than I thought because mm-hmm. I have positive yeah, I, things I, to say about it. Well, yeah. not always, if I, I, told I feel myself like whenever we air it out on the show, this, you, usually it is a more fonder experience. Yeah. Yeah, I've had um, that ex- that feeling a lot of times yeah. where i'm like no i fucking hate this and then i talk about it on the show and i'm like you know what? so that was yeah. okay yeah sometimes i feel like that's the red letter media effect of like oh no people i like like this, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> well, I, i'm gonna be but, honest um, like uh like i respect you guys and i love you and i love all your opinions and everything but if you gave me some real garbage to feed on i feel like i would definitely be able to tell you uh tune oh, in sorry. next week <laughs> 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 So we'll get to that. <laughs> um, okay. Um, but I want to say that there are things I genuinely like about this. And I think that something I brought up a little bit is the whole fulfillment as an artist thing. Uh, knee is drawing Happy Noodle Boy as a comic, but he doesn't feel satisfied by it. And he goes on these killing sprees that he's also showing Alf as creative expression. And he's not satisfied by that either, even though that's something mm-hmm. he's putting all this work into. And I think that there is a reading in here of this comic being all about, you know, not just getting recognition for your art, but being creatively satisfied. Like, he's like, oh, I got to paint that wall again. I can't believe I got to paint that wall again. It's like you go to your job every day and you're not satisfied. You, no matter how much creativity or effort you put into it, it's just another coat of blood paint on Real the wall. escapism stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like that reading. I, I hadn't um, thought that, like, I'd always looked at it through a lens of depression and anxiety and well, I think that, you know, it's... it's They're both uh, valid, and they can... You can read it, it however you want to read it, and, like, I think that that's fine. I think that this is definitely something that is more about the internal feelings of someone as opposed to mm-hmm. a macro, like, this is about the way the world works. For yes. uh, the inverse of that, and something that is also pretty edgy, uh, but really funny to read now, I would recommend Transmetro- Transmetropolitan by Warren Ellis. I think at least Warren Ellis did that. But it's uh, about, like, this future... Uh, it's about a journalist in the future who's exposing political corruption and stuff like that. But it's really the satire is like really, really on the nose. And the, at the, <laughs> first, well, the first time I read it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so fucking stupid and on the nose. And then as our world became more stupid and on the nose, I'm like, yeah, Actually, as we enter 2020, this, this wasn't stupid and on the nose on. enough. Dude, the, as, the more. OK, so the, there's a Nine Inch Nails uh, album called um, Year Zero, and it's one of those dystopian, like, fuck the government albums that came out during the Bush era. Yeah. And the more the more time has gone on in this administration, the more that album and American Idiot and 21st Century Breakdown have all become more relevant than they were when they came out, and it's kind yeah. of depressing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyway, I think that uh, while I wouldn't, it's not going to go on my comic 3x3 anytime soon, I, oh, I think I that this is uh, definitely 
an enjoyable experience and one that is very relevant. Like it's it's something that it, when you read it, you can instantly see like the things that are taking influence from it. You can see where the author is coming from. This reading this no. tells you so much about everything around it. I feel like. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This might have to be on my comic three by three. I don't think I've read nine comic books. Uh, well, if you're on the show for long enough, <laughs> it'll just happen eventually. All right. Yeah. <laughs> How many comic books have you? You didn't even read the first thing that we did, did you? Digital no. Justice, yeah. Nobody, didn't. nobody read that. I, I didn't, we that. didn't even know we were Only recording that. Who read that besides Nick? Um, right. Nobody read all that. Right, well, whatever. But um, don't listen to uh, that. You, first you read episode, it during the episode. Folks. <laughs> yeah, this, I was um, flipping through. <laughs> and Seb, I also want to thank you for this because I, I keep waffling on whether or not I'm going to do a Watchmen, Watchmen episode. And this one convinced oh, me with uh, the little Happy Noodle Boy things in between uh, issues really got me thinking about how important those similar things are in Watchmen. They give you yeah, the pirate comic in Watchmen. Pirate. They give yeah. you the, the the bits of the memoir that uh, Hollis Mason writes. They give you um, the like merchandise notice for Ozymandias's, um like toy line. Like mm -hmm. all that stuff is like the the book the comic is good without that stuff but with it it is amazing and I think I that... think it kind of hammers in kind of it's like a me very meta type of mm -hmm. thing. It gives you the world being around. It would be interesting to read a good comic. Yes, I think that Watchmen that is, is a very one day. good comic. That is that is going to happen. We did going Scrooge. To Scrooge was good. Yeah, Scrooge, Scrooge was good. Scrooge. That's Scrooge was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've read six comics for the show so far. Oh. Um, yeah. And. Uh, that is it. We can That's stop anytime you want. Uh, uh, as long as I'm a part of this show, it's not going to stop anytime nope. soon. I hate yeah. to I hate to let you guys in on that. But um, Seb, I wanted to thank you for bringing this to us. If you had, I don't know if you had any uh, closing statements. Um, my closing statement is probably that I am glad you guys read it. Um, I kind of wish Cam and Alex had read more of it because I think you would understand a little bit more of why I had you guys read yeah. it. In um, my defense, I didn't realize it gets a story on the fourth issue of the comic. I, yeah, no, I think you can't be blamed for, you know, kind of going like, oh, you had three issues to hook me and you haven't done so out of a seven issue yeah. series. Um, oh, however, um, I, I did ask you guys to read the whole thing because yeah, it is actually mm, not very long. Um, okay. It's okay. I would also, how, I many words, how many words are in that very short comic? One of, one uh, of my, one of my lot, major complaints, actually. Alex, it's funny you bring that up. One of my major complaints, I said mostly positives, but one of my major complaints about it is that when this comic does a fucking monologue page, it does a monologue page. It is a page that is mostly words. It like a, yeah. This is ostensibly a comic, right? But this it was like filled to the fucking brim with dialogue. Like, it's yeah. spilling out and the sides the, of the page. The worst oh, yeah. thing is that when when Nii has a monologue, I honestly hear him with Dib's voice from Invader Zone. Oh, God. <laughs> I'd say the worst thing is that it reminds me of this page from Hunter x Hunter that I posted. Oh. Where it's just like... Um, <laughs> that's so many words. There's, like, two pictures and, like, yeah, there's, all the rest uh, of the There's two dudes and then a close-up of one um, dude and then the rest is text. Yeah, no, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I am glad at least, Nick, that you kind of read through the rest of it and understood what it was doing, that it's kind of like the the reason that I jived with it. And I think that Bank jived with it um, as as kids was um, teenagers um, was that it has this nihilistic, cyni cynical view, but it's all internal. It's like about yourself. It's kind of like, who am I? What am I doing with myself? kind right. of 
Like, yeah. and especially think, um, if you're somebody who experiences depression, anxiety, and, and suicidal ideation, you the, can really um, jive with the it. The end of this comic, I want to say, gave me a real smile. Like, it was like, it was, it's a, it was yeah. heartwarming in a stupid way where it's him at a, at a, you know, like a 7 Eleven with yeah. a, like, cherry icy. Yeah, I read that out. And, um, uh, it's like, it's like, well, it, it doesn't matter if you feel lost as long as that means that you're working towards something. Like, if, yeah. if you're lost because you're trying to fix it as long and you're not just, like, wallowing in it. And he's smiling, mostly covered in blood, drinking a cherry icy. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I guess I that's think... as sweet as a comic like this right. could end. Right? Yeah, right. that's that's exactly. something I, I have always really jived with. And actually, um, I didn't think expect I'll that ever... to have a have an upturn of an ending. That's, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I read that a little bit earlier, um, was the last page, and I, I don't know if it's in any of the other issues, because um, it's it's the very last page of the director's cut, and um, I was actually trying to find the director's cut online for you guys, and I couldn't, it was all the, the single issues. Yeah. Um, but uh, I let Bar uh, Nick borrow my own copy, and the thing I'm holding up right now is actually one of Bink's copies. Mm. Um, so... Uh, Thank I you, think, th yeah, thanks oh, for bringing this forward. This is yeah, good. Um, I mean, yeah, I, think, not, I didn't have I fun with that, it, last, but it was good. Yeah, <laughs> was that good, last good page is, is very valuable, and, and I have always kind of been that like, uh, if you're aware of your issues and you're trying to fix them, then good for you. And if you're aware of your issues and you're not, or if you're not aware of your issues and you're not, then you need to be trying harder. Yeah, um, like the of, ending of, of Evangelion. You can try and be a little yes. better. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's Oscar one of my big philosophies in life. Somewhere. And actually, um, uh, I, I don't think you, I'll ever have you guys do this because it is so dead. Um, but for Cadia, which was a, um, kind of an MMO that <laughs> one of, one of the websites that we haven't done that Seb likes. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever have you guys do it. I don't know if you guys so are ready to hear this data, much. but Seb hasn't done a website this year. What? And it's, no, not, that's not no. true. When did I have you guys do well, Gaia? We're doing, we're doing Come Neopets on. soon, right? I next thing Neopets. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got my Neopets account away. back. But Bink had in her description when you click on her on Forcadia for for the fucking longest time because she jived with it so much was um, that monologue, the Dear Diary oh, yeah. thing from that last page. And I think it's I think out of this entire comic, I think the reason I come back to it once in a while and, and sometimes I'll I'll go through my comics and I'll actually read through the whole thing. And even though I'm kind of like, oh my god, this is so edgy, I can't believe I, I used to actually like like the whole thing. Um, I come back to the ending of it and the meaning of it, and I actually find a lot of value in it still. Um, awesome. So that that is why I had you guys read it. Um, and Cam <laughs> I'm and sorry Alex, I, I didn't still get wish... there. Yeah. No, no, it's okay <laughs> because I know it is a really rough read. It's hard to get there when when you can't see the end of it, and I didn't really want to. Yeah, I spoil things i was i was reading it and i just didn't expect it to ever get to that point so no i i, I, I kind of like if I fell if off, it was but... only that like suicidal maniac thing the whole time it would have been more for a hazardous materials thing um but because i found right. value I in that... it um it was more of a regular show thing yeah that's good um I liked yeah. that in the beginning monologue i stopped reading the full page um <laughs> paragraphs they would write at the beginning of each yeah. issue but the first one, he's like, okay, I'm going to do six of these, and there's going to be an overarching story, I promise. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of... Didn't, you didn't believe I, him. <laughs> no, it, it, I don't blame you. Honestly, I don't blame you. But um, thank you guys for but giving I really a shot. But I really respect that he, yeah. he 
did end up doing that. Yeah. That um, so he does what he says. Admin, he anything? Um, I will. I will actually recommend you to follow Jonah Vasquez on Twitter because he's actually go. kind of a weirdo. He is really funny. <laughs> he is I was funny. trying to dig up some dirt on him. No, he no, he's <laughs> really. He's actually a really great guy. He is not a weirdo. He's not a pedo like the rest of the. Uh, people like everyone else who worked at Nickelodeon. No, he's actually very <laughs> asexual coded. Everyone thinks he's an asexual. Nobody has ever seen him with another person. There's no reason to like, assume his sexuality. No, but for real. And he's actually, as I said on the last episode, I think, he's very camera shy. Um, I, I jive with him a lot, and so does Bink. Bink Bink's, like, obsessed with the guy, but uh, I don't blame her. But anyway. Well, do we have any emails this week? Yeah, do we have any uh, emails? Yeah, any, uh, any admin? I do not. But if you want to fix that for next week, and we would love that because we love to read, uh, we love to read listener um, feedback. And I want to know what your opinions are on the edginess chart we put out. Especially, oh yeah, definitely yes. take a look at our Instagram oh, yeah. and Twitter right. and scroll back. And I know if, if anybody plays World that. of Warcraft you, and you're a hoardy, you might have different opinions about Sylvanas Windrunner. But hashtag look, not my right now, There are some glaring <laughs> omissions on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dominic has already expressed his distaste for where Sasuke is. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll address that in a further uh, I didn't send it to her. Tell so. us where you would add people. Right. Uh, so send us your personal uh, picks uh, for the edginess draft on pl- at please don't cast. <laughs> we'll do a YouTube tier list video. <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, at please don't cast at gmail.com, and that is please don't cast at gmail.com. And uh, on Twitter also, and Instagram. That's right. Please don't that's cast right. on Twitter. Please don't cast Instagram. Or if you would like to send us money so we have to do an episode on your edginess tier list, that would be wow. uh, patreon.com slash please don't cast. And I really want you to go if, there, folks. If you Even would if like you... to rate the four of us on our own edginess, <laughs> oh, right. let us know. Yeah, we might put them on the scale. I we'll, think that we'll, would be we'll fun. But also, I'm the most edgy. But also, Absolutely. Uh, I want you to go to patreon.com uh, slash please don't cast because I want you, the listener, to vote in the net for the next Hazardous Materials uh, episode. Yes. So if you didn't August. catch it, we, we've started a monthly series where we're going to do a bad thing. And we need your help to vote on it. A bad so thing please... for the sake of the bad thing. Not yes. a bad so thing for the sake go, of Please go make a value. vote. You don't need to be a patron to vote. You just need to make an account. So please, right. please yeah. go check that out. It's be fun. Uh, we've got some real spicy stuff on there. I am very proud of the descriptions I wrote this month for the um, for the uh, uh, picks for the um, uh, hazardous materials episode. Four are the runner-ups from uh, last month's, and then the fifth one is uh, a special bonus, which is Ruby. Mm, uh, and I have. <laughs> we know our listeners love episodes about anime, and we've received only positive feedback on those. That's episodes, right. So <laughs> if you want to they specifically love, ask us, they love to... episodes about anime almost as much as my co-hosts like episodes about things that Rooster Teeth made. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do watch Inside Gaming. <laughs> so I really hope you guys so, do that. Yeah, um, please vote. But in the meantime, what do we got coming up next week, Cam? So this is a long time coming, right. and um, it's we deserve to do this. It's not Thanks. you know anyone's fault or whatever, but we're doing. I've been a, a bad, sequel to a bad the, podcast host. It's going to be a sequel to the modern Twilight Zone series. Oh boy! Um, last year we did an episode on Jordan Peele's. I don't even like saying Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone series. Jordan I Peele think he has very connected. little involvement with it. <laughs> Jordan Peele, but. They're produced, yeah, they're making more Twilight Zone, whether you like it or not, and it got renewed for a second season after the second episode of the f- new first season, which might yeah, be hard to comprehend. Yeah, that first episode but, is awful. 
Listen it's to our so takes on that if good. you're interested. <laughs> oh, God. And because it was such a disaster a divisive episode, first episode. Um, <laughs> I demand that we watch the second season. No. I've watched the entire thing, and it is better than the first okay. season. I'll tell you that. However, so do we have specific episodes of... we're going for? Yes. Okay. I remember I would like you guys to watch the first episode. I don't remember the name of it, but it's really good. It has it's good it's i'm gonna say it's really good i'll say it's really okay. good but then a later episode called the ovation i believe it's called an ovation mm-hmm. it's got paul f tompkins and thomas lennon in it it is one of the worst episodes of television i've ever seen in my life <laughs> um all right first episode so is called this, meet in the middle cam meet in the middle and ovation if you only want to watch two episodes if you can watch more i'm going to dm you guys specific episodes that i think you guys would like okay. Or I would like you to see. Like, there's a really bad one I want Nick to watch because I know it's going to bother him. Oh, <laughs> which one is it? I'm looking at the list of episodes right now. Um, I'll get to it is later. It you might also like. <laughs> that's that's listed uh, no. as one of the titles. Oh, right? no. No, that's that's a whole other thing. Oh, but this this series really just... Oh, it's A Small Town I want Nick mm-hmm. to watch, I a think. A Small Town. This will be exciting because okay. okay, there were definitely there are definitely highs and lows with that first episode or the first season there. Right. Um, oh yeah. I, I think I'm going to literally put a like uh, an oven timer uh, next to me when we uh, do that one because uh, on our in our Twilight first Twilight Zone episode we went on so long about a well regulated uh, Kumail Nanjiani <laughs> man but just complaining about it but we all had the same complaint and we said the same thing in a slightly <laughs> yeah. different way four times in a row yep. and then the episode had already gone on for two hours so I. I I think I might just grab an oven timer for next week. Excellent. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to get too bogged down in explaining each episode, but watch so that's why I want you to go you guys to watch those two and then maybe check out a so, third yeah. if you can. Exciting. I hope they took a cue they must have heard our show last year because they the episodes are shorter. Oh thank god. They're no longer forty five minutes oh, long. Some of them are thirty. <laughs> As much as I enjoy uh, Steven Yoon as an alien, I mean, uh, I I don't need it for that long. You can't do 45 minutes of that shit. (laughs) It just can't be done. So um, I've been really excited to check to make you guys watch this. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's been a huge change since the first season while also changing nothing at all. So check out next week. It'll be be really fun. All right. We're looking forward to that. So next week, we'll be entering not only a dimension of sound and sight, but also of mind. And uh, again, it. which is, uh, you know, we're coming back. Like, it's, it's got to happen. Yeah, we're going, we're going back. It's, it's happening again. We have to it's, go back. And when, the, it, when is it gets happening greenlit for again. a third no, season. I got to save that for when we do the return. I know. Um, all right. <laughs> we are all right. returning. This has been Please Don't Listen to This. Your life depends on it. Um, try and find uh, meaning in even the smallest murders. We will see you next Goodbye. time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Stay in. That's a damn email. Music.